0: What is this particular situation or relationship trying to teach me? How is it trying to help me evolve in some way towards the highest expression of my Mercury or of my Venus or of my Sun or, you know, whatever it is that you feel like you're connecting to at that time or or not, you know, what is it just trying to teach me?
1: Welcome, beautiful you to Girl on Her Moon, the podcast. My name is Jordan, and I invite you to join us as we connect, share our experience, and become one for a moment. From topics like self-worth, creativity, expression, intuition, and soul, to astrology, numerology, tarot, energetics, and more. And then the topics that are undefinable and ungraspable. Exploring what it means to be alive to be rooted in both our divinity and humanness, and returning to the space where they are one. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Hello beautiful, it's Jordan here. Welcome to episode 5. Today we are connecting with Girl and Her Moon's beautiful astrologer and overall magic human, Nush. Throughout this episode, Nush shares with us her introduction into Girl and Her Moon, her journey with astrology, and then also guides us with some ways in which we can approach and begin and deepen our own relationship with astrology, whether we're talking about transits or our own natal chart. I really wanted to create a space where you, our community, had the opportunity to get to know the human behind the monthly astrology readings inside of the membership or the human behind all of your one-on-one astrology readings to really get to know the soul behind the wisdom, the person behind the guidance and the knowledge. I think this conversation holds some really beautiful guidance into both astrology and this entire human experience. Before we dive into the episode, we are also holding a giveaway for a live astrology reading with Nush, which I have had this experience and it is magical. So if you like this episode, please leave us a review and share it on socials. We will pick a winner in the coming weeks and it could be you. I would also love to extend the invitation for you to join us on the 13th of this month. We are holding our Sagittarius full moon circle. This is an hour and a half of connection, vulnerability, astrology, movement, meditation and expression. These circles are free for all Flow With The Moon members and so if you are interested you can join us at girlandhermoon.com. Enjoy the episode, I adore you and thank you for being here. Hi Nish. Hi. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I'm excited to to be here and to be doing this with you.
1: Yeah, good. I was kind of pondering before jumping on this call. Do I say welcome or do I not? Because like to me, you're not outside of Galen Hamoon. Like you are Galen Homoon. You're one of the expressions of Girl and Humoon. So it kind of feels weird to be like, Hi, welcome to this space when, like, to me, this space is one of your homes.
0: Oh, that feels so comforting to hear you say that. Even though I know that I am, I am welcome. So, um, it, at Girl and Hamoon in that space, it, it feels really comforting to to hear that. Um, so welcome back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, welcome back.
1: <laughs> well, I actually realized, I think I realized this morning that. In a month from today, you have been with Girl and Heming for a year.
0: Oh my gosh, crazy! Isn't That's that insane? Crazy. Yeah. I, I can't believe that. I can't believe how it began as well, because it was such a synchronicity for me, and it yes. felt like such a magical experience that I don't know fell into my lap like a star that just kind of twinkled down from the sky and was like, here you are. It was such a beautiful and magical experience, and I can't believe it's been a year and how much we have like together grown and mm-hmm. and evolved to this astrology yeah. um, kind of chapter of Girl on Her Moon. It just feels so beautiful and incredible.
1: It does. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being on this journey with me and with us. It's so great. Tell me more about this synchronicity. Were you like where were you at? In your life when when we connected for the first time.
2: So I
0: guess i, I guess that's kind of a big question. <laughs> so at that point in time, I had started to really invest in my practice of astrology. it you know, and and I guess we can talk about how I got into astrology a little later. Mm-hmm. but in terms of, you know, that synchronicity, that moment, I had really started to invest my time and my energy and my whole being into this practice of astrology. And it just became something I was doing and not something, and and rather than doing, I should say, it became something I was just being. I was just being in that energy. I was in my meditations. I was in my own experiences of manifesting little things and watching magic unfold and unravel around me and then this was an opportunity i think you had at posting out that wasn't even on my direct radar but a friend of a friend sent it to me and and i kind of dismissed it initially because i thought i'm just in this and i'm not looking to necessarily make it you know a solid career necessarily. I was just enjoying it. I was just feeling it and really enjoying it. And then one day I just thought, why not see what happens if I apply for this position? And, you know, I'm sure there's hundreds of people and what's the harm? Let's just see where it goes. And yeah, it was almost like things just unfolded so quickly with Girl and Her Moon in terms of me applying for that and then receiving a message from you maybe that was welcoming me or, or really excited to know more. And it was almost like I wasn't even processing what was going on as it was happening. And the day that I got the offer from you was one year since I began my own Instagram page for astrology and my own like official practice. It was on the day that I received that offer from you. So it just felt like this message from the universe that was giving me a little, um, yeah, like a thumbs up and, <laughs> and just encouraging me. And, and and it just felt like such a synchronicity for it to line up in such a beautiful way. Cause I, I had initially, yeah, I, I looked past it cause I just didn't, I wasn't sure where I was taking it and then this kind of evolved. So it was it was it felt wild.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The best word for it. I love that. I um I love looking back at our journey together. I actually remember the exact moment that you emailed because you emailed before you applied and you were just like, is this still open? Um and I can I can just remember it so clearly, you know, we receive emails all the time, but some reason this is just like a memory right in front of my brain, so it was obviously a a very divine and special moment.
0: yeah, I can't believe you remember that
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned your journey with astrology. let's go there um has Has it been something that's always been in your life a little bit, or did it come in hot? How has that been?
0: Yeah, I mean. I guess this is going to sound really cliche and maybe a little cheesy, um, but I would say astrology found me
2: mm-hmm. um, and
0: in a way astrology is me. You know, astrology is all of us. It's, it's a blueprint that we carry with us, that we're born with, that we entered this particular journey with and to kind of break it down a bit further, for my own experience, astrology has always been a part of my own life in some way. Um, I've grown up in a very open-minded family. I would say my mum owned a few astrology books of her own that I used to pull off the shelves and and scan through over and over again as a kid. It, it was almost like a hobby and when people would be like, what are your hobbies? As a kid, I always remember thinking, how do I, that this is my hobby, you know, <laughs> yes. as opposed to like riding a bike or playing <laughs> tennis or whatever. Like, how do I communicate this? And so it always felt like lost for words in that way. Um, and then my extended family as well, like her sisters um, and so on, have always enjoyed practices of the occult, you know, such as reading coffee leaves. Ghost writing things things that would be considered taboo, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was always an interest there. And my parents are of, both of my parents are of Persian descent. And I say Persian because they are Zoroastrian. However, they both grew up in India, so they have this, like, rich cultural background that they've carried with them wherever they've lived in the world. And they both believe in the energy of karma and, um, know your purpose that dharma as well and my mum is trained in various energy healing practices so there's always been that influence around me of astrology but in that bigger umbrella I guess it's like energy
2: mm-hmm.
0: working with energy and, and energy healing practices so in some way you know my introduction into astrology was was from a young age. I think many of us maybe have had those kinds of experiences and then it kind of extends into this bigger umbrella of, of working with energy and energy healing. And it's it wasn't until recent years that I realised it was something that I could no longer resist in my life or kind of keep as a private secret hobby. <laughs> Um And... It was actually during a really challenging time in my own life, which usually is something that happens. You know, we look for something to help guide us through those Mm. those dark tunnels um, of our journey. And it was during one of those really challenging periods in my life that I was finding a way to keep myself grounded while my mind was racing and while everything was happening around me, and it was through, you know, Meditation. I was meditating an hour every day to keep myself somewhat out of that lower vibration.
2: Mm.
0: And I had already really started getting into astrology a little more as a form of guidance for myself. And I'd been meditating for, for several months at that point. And
2: it happened one night. I remember this.
0: It was another... Strange synchronicity. I was lying in bed awake, you know, when we are going through those really dark periods, we like lie in bed awake, staring at the ceiling (laughs) or the wall and like waiting, when am I going to fall asleep? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was lying there and I had created more ease in my body through this practice I had of meditation. And I remember it just came to me as a whisper. That night, it was the strangest thing. I don't know how to make sense of it logically and how to Mm. describe it in a logical way, but it was like a whisper to start my own. It sounds so trivial, but to start my own Instagram page to explore this Mm. further. And the name, which I've now changed, but the Mm. name at the time that I used for that page came through. So clearly in that whisper, I I just can't even describe how that happened and what that felt like in any kind of reasonable or logical words. Mm. It literally felt like this message that just mm-hmm. entered my brain in that moment that was spoken to me and I acted on it immediately. <laughs> At like 2 a.m. I, I <laughs> in made that, that In that moment, it felt so immediate and so poignant to that that particular moment and i did it immediately i i just started it i just started this page and that was kind of where the practice of astrology in a more i guess tangible way was born for me through this whisper which is such a, a magical experience and i'm always trying to re create those whispers for myself but you know you kind of realize over time that it's just not something you can manufacture there they really are just energy forces that come to you um, to guide you at certain points in your life or times or you know leading you to your soul's evolution but it was it really just came from a process of that healing that I was going through, the meditation practice of connecting to source, connecting to my energy um, and raising my own frequency through that connection to source, through that quietening of my own mind, Mm -hmm. that I think that came to me. So that's kind of the, the long story of how I got there.
1: It's perfect. That is so magical. I love stuff like that. I was literally getting goosebumps when you were talking about it. Um, one of my thoughts was it's quite bizarre because that's very similar to how Girl and Homing started. I don't know if I've spoken to you much about this, but it was just a. I wasn't as connected to myself. Um, in this experience and so it didn't it wasn't really like a magical moment of like take this step that felt quite divine it was more like hmm I want to do this and it was just starting an Instagram page just girl and her moon Mm -hmm. um and kind of similar to what you said I didn't have to think of a name it was just like it's there and I just kind of typed it in and um I didn't know like I couldn't see at that point from taking that step all of the doors that it was opening um is it was that similar for you or were you were you aware of this is a big step that's going to take like it's going to open up a lot of different directions even if I don't know what they are what did that feel
0: like yeah absolutely not like in no <laughs> way had I any idea what it was going to unfold for me in my life. At that point, in that moment, mm-hmm. it's funny because the Instagram page that I used for that astrology page was actually one that I had been using for design inspiration and it wasn't doing well. It was just, you know, my life as an interior designer, I kind of made this page and I was just putting inspiration there and, and, you know, it was it was whatever. So I just used that page and it had, like, maybe 50 followers. Like, it was nothing. And I used that page and I just repurposed it rather than you know, creating more on the internet. I just repurposed that. And I thought it would be similar. You know, I thought it would just be I'm just putting – my inspiration and my learnings and my knowledge and my enjoyment of this topic of astrology out there and whoever connects with it connects with it it's not for any particular purpose you know I'm Mm -hmm. not trying to build a career out of it or something it's just to share what I have and maybe, you know, I'll build a community. Maybe there'll be someone else that will engage and I can chat to other people about it because I I love learning from other people and astrology is about pattern synthesis. So learning other people's experiences with particular transits or, you know, particular moon cycles would be really fun. So I just kind of put it out there and I had no idea that it would bring me to you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had no idea that it would eventually evolve into, you know, some kind of a brand or that I would be inspired to do what I'm doing now. And, yeah, so short answer is no, absolutely <laughs> not. But I think I think that that's part of what makes this journey really exciting is just not knowing. Mm-hmm. And I think what has made it really fulfilling is not having that pressure on it to be something and just allowing it to evolve, which yeah. I've noticed that when I start really putting the pressure on wanting it to achieve certain things, mm. it feels like it's not moving as easily yeah. and I'm not connecting to it as easily. When I just let go and sit back and just practice without any desire for any kind of you know tangible results, I just want to do it for the sake of being and sitting in my joy. Mm. It feels like things just come to me
1: yeah like it's it's the exact same um I feel like you just like brought so much so, so much width of my life and brought it into these few sentences there's this constant like rebalancing that I feel like I move through of surrender um which to me is what you're kind of explaining that stepping back coming back to joy um taking away the forcing and the the kind of rough expectations or the pressures that we so often put on ourselves that's yeah (laughs) it's so present in my life and it's an ongoing balancing but you know what I love so much about this conversation I love getting to look back and just seeing how all the dots connect even when we kind of had no idea like this door opening leads to this path which leads to that thing over there to this conversation and it just unfolds so beautifully and it's just the most incredible like magical reminder that we are so guided it
0: like it's Mm -hmm. mind-blowing yeah yeah definitely it's and it takes, sometimes it takes us to, I mean, I guess I'm just speaking for myself, but if yeah. you resonate with this, sometimes it takes going off that path a bit to realise that you need to step back and surrender a bit. Yeah. If, you know, you're pushing too hard in one direction or, you know, it, it takes that space to like sit back in, in your being and just realise what is working, and what are you forcing, and how can you work with work with the energy that you're in at the moment to create whatever it is that your soul wants, which maybe you're not even aware of just yet?
2: Mm.
1: yeah um, and that's why I think even when I feel like I've been walking in a kind of different direction or, or maybe feeling like I've been a bit distracted again in that forcing mode or looking really tightly or like tunnel vision towards this one thing. The moments where I get to witness that and then take a step back, I can also see the divinity and the perfection in walking in that what we could label as wrong direction. Because if I didn't walk over there, I wouldn't have arrived back here and I wouldn't have that awareness or that Um, extra layer of like witnessing my tendencies or um, just witnessing myself being a human and and all that comes with that so yeah I've kind of stopped labeling I'm doing this wrong I'm going in the wrong direction and I can see it all as this really beautiful picture coming together and it's all kind
0: of perfect (laughs) yeah no I can I can definitely appreciate that and it makes me think of moments as well when you might think you're going in a wrong direction when in fact you're being tested you know it mm-hmm. could also be a test to your soul are you ready for this next stage of your evolution
2: mm-hmm. can
0: you say no to this whatever it is that is taking you back into a past way of being or a mm-hmm. a past way of responding or reacting yeah. and can you step up to the challenge of what your soul is calling you towards? So that, as you said, the challenges and the the wrong directions or maybe another way to say that now, but they're not, <laughs> you know, they, they could be like tests as well from mm. source or from your guides to help navigate you or not, you know, are you ready or, mm. or not? It's kind of very Saturnian, I guess, if we're tying it into astrology.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I would love to hear your perspective on that. Where Where does your mind go when that when that
0: came through? Well, it just. I guess it just wandered off into the (laughs) current astrology. You know, I'm always kind of thinking about what's happening, and when I'm feeling a certain way, I'm always thinking about or rationalising why I might be thinking that way so that I don't get caught up in waves of emotion or Mm. waves of reactivity. So when I think about certain, now I say this lightly, you know, wrong parts or challenges or tests, I think of Saturn because I think of how Saturn acts as a, Tough love teacher to help us reach our greatness, but it mm-hmm. does it through really testing you, really pushing you, really challenging you. You know, a lot of people experience big moments of those tests or challenges during their Saturn return, for example. So, in a similar vein, you know, wherever Saturn transits in your chart, whatever it's activating for you, it's through my own learnings, you know, many astrologers might have different perspectives on it or deeper understandings of it. But from what I have gained to this point, I see it as helping you uncover a greater feeling of greatness, a greater feeling of greatness. <laughs> Hopefully Saturn's going to help me learn how to communicate better. At some point. But you know, it, it, it's like this energy force that helps you uncover a, a stronger foundation in a certain mm. part of your life, and that comes from digging up what's not working or dig, digging up the truth or digging up, you know, a faulty foundation in some way to rebuild something. So that can come from being tested. You know, we're testing mm. the foundations of what we've built. Mm. That's kind of where my mind went just then. Yeah.
1: That's beautiful. It's so, it's so relevant, my goodness. <laughs> so one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was how astrology kind of interacts with your day-to-day life, and I think you answered that a little bit. And you, I feel like you answered that in a very Aquarius fashion as well with you being in okay. Aquarius, <laughs> <laughs> kind of stepping back and rationalising and not getting swallowed up in the emotion.
2: Of the Mm -hmm. experience. Uh,
1: So I love getting (laughs) to witness um, like astrology in action. It's always, that's, I feel like that's the best way to learn as well. Um, Like, so we just had the Gemini new moon, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, And yesterday I was doing some work and it was as if what I was doing just wasn't enough for my brain. And so I put on this. I put on Netflix in the background and I had it like on the other side of my screen and I was doing some work and I was like, this is insane. I never do this. My mind can't kind of juggle like those multiple things going on at once. And then I thought of the way Mustafa, my partner, he's a Gemini son works and he'll be working for five or 10 minutes and then he'll jump onto a YouTube video and then he'll go over to there to this other thing and then race over there. I thought of my mom, who's a Gemini moon, who whenever she's working, she's moving on in the background or she's listening to a podcast and these things that are totally foreign to me and then getting to witness what feels like astrology in action. And then even that in itself gives me a deeper understanding into the people in my life. I was like, oh my goodness, is this how most of her like lives? <laughs> this is too much for my brain. Um, but yeah, how... How did you, was there a moment, you know, when you said yes to welcoming in astrology more into your life, how did it begin to show up
2: more so in your day-to-day life?
0: I guess, so first of all, I want to say that that's such a perfect example of how astrology not only can work for us and be used as a tool to help us understand ourselves, but as you mentioned through your story, it it's underlining how it can also help us understand each other and interact with each other with more empathy or
2: mm.
0: compassion or understanding at the very least. Just more understanding of how or why. Sorry. Hello kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Um, that's okay. um How or why? That's so funny. I just want to interject. My dog was just <laughs> making noises outside my door as your cat walked past. Oh my god! That's they know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's so precious. I think she's going to come back. I oh, know she's going. Sorry if that <laughs> distracted your brain. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yes it can be incredibly connecting to get to witness someone through the lens of astrology ex- especially when it's like experiential like that so sorry I just wanted to um if your brain went somewhere else like mine did I wanted to be able to bring it back a bit <laughs>
0: it totally did so I'm glad that you did that <laughs> um but yeah it's as you said it's it's a really good tool to use As well to understand each other so that we can be a little less reactive defensive or take things a little less personally by understanding that each person comes with their own framework that is unique to them and how can we appreciate that how how can we navigate and work with that so that we can live in a more harmonious or or not, you know, how can we understand that to maybe separate from those people that don't work or, you know, come together closer by understanding. So it's a really powerful tool not just to understand ourselves but also the interactions that we have with certain people, how to get through to certain people, how different people understand relationships or love or communication how are they how can we how can our message get through to the way that different people process words and process thoughts so yeah that was a really nice example of that um, having that Gemini moment for yourself was was almost opening up that space to understanding your mom and, and mm-hmm. your partner in a different lens.
2: Mm.
1: That's really cool. Um, and that makes me really excited because we just, obviously we just bought in partnership readings. So <laughs> I just thought I would yeah. add that <laughs> in there because that, that really, that really excites me. Have, have you done a few of those?
2: Yeah, I did no my
0: fabric. first one. I did yeah. one um, and it was good off the record. This might be a good one to do live because I okay yeah. I just wonder if it was received well or, yeah. Yeah. It's do- a, a bit more challenging to do as an audio, I found.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, we can totally explore that.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, is, it, is it more challenging bringing two charts together in that way?
0: It's not the challenge of bringing the two charts together. Actually, it's really exciting. and I love sinistry, astrology, and I love understanding and unpacking how people interact, the psychology of people, and you know extending that into the art of astrology. I really enjoy understanding that. I think what makes it challenging as an audio was, There are so many ways that the points between two people can show up Mm -hmm. that it was hard for me to know if that was what was the issue or if that was what the person was feeling. Okay. Because I don't want to raise a vibration that doesn't exist, which might be you know, if they have pointed out a challenge, I don't want to say this could be causing this and then it creates that gotcha. worry yeah. for them yeah. and, and it manifests in the relationship.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. We, we can. So
0: I was really like, I was treading so lightly and I think you saw like it took me so long to like do it because I was just <laughs> like, oh, God, how do I? I'm looking at it and I'm studying the points and I was just thinking, how do I do this so that I'm not creating something that doesn't exist between these two people?
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is what I, one of the many things that I appreciate about you so much. Um, Just really only wanting to come from the heart and only wanting to add love and beauty and assistance and, support and safety into people's lives and that's like that's always so witnessed through everything that I've been able to like watch you do.
2: Thank you. (laughs) I mean
0: I really appreciate hearing that. Um but you know there astrology is neutral. Mm. It's it's not just about the divine i would say you know this is my own perspective it's a very neutral perspective of that comes from pattern synthesis timing you know alignments planets transits etc cetera, etc cetera. so because it's so neutral and because it being neutral there are there's so much gray area in astrology so it can be experienced in so many different ways that having a choice i would say wouldn't it be better to experience it in the highest possible yeah. manifestation of that yeah. energy but of course there are going to be challenging periods as well and i think it's about really sifting through those points and those moments and seeing what else is being communicated to you at that time because this is not the only thing that's active. Mm. There's there's such a complex tapestry of activity that's activating your specific chart at any particular moment. So how can we extrapolate that tapestry to bring light to an energy that can support you yeah. if something else is trying to really, bring you down or if something else is really trying to break you open in a really destructive way, but how can we find something else in this really rich, you know, woven framework of your astrology to support that? You know, it all works together. It's kind of like when people come to me with fear mm. in, Fear in their their request that comes from you yeah. know I have my Saturn return I'm scared of what's going to happen or mm. I have this particular placement that I'm dealing with how can I you know I'm I'm really afraid of what it's going to bring for me it's really important in those moments of fear of concern of when you've kind of allowed that um, pop culture of astrology to overtake your deeper knowing of yourself it's important to understand that none of these things points placements aspects transits happen in isolation and nothing in your chart exists in isolation it's Mm. all supporting each other you know without one slice of that pie the pie doesn't exist so it's all there in support of each other. And that's really important to remember when you're facing something that could be really challenging, you know, like a second return or whatever it is, because there are other energy bodies there to support you at that time. And if you can tap into that and align to that, if this is not working out, that is going to help you move through that and come out, you know, a warrior or come out, whatever it is that you want. <laughs> mm.
2: So
0: that's kind of how I view, I guess, that question, which now yeah. I've
1: forgotten. I've forgotten <laughs> it too, don't worry. <laughs> um, so I I really appreciate that you always see the chart as this holistic thing, you know, the, the pieces of pies that it all exist together and can't exist on their own. For someone who um, is newly exploring their own astrology, how would you take that step from looking at things in isolation as in like my Saturn's in this sign and my this is over there and my moon's blah, blah, blah. How is there some guidance in stepping back and witnessing as a whole? How would you approach that?
0: Yeah, I mean... If someone is new to astrology, first of all, that's really exciting because it just it shows that you are ready. You're ready to witness what your soul is here to experience. So mm. first of all, I commend you so much if you are diving into this journey. Mm. Um, and the way that I personally would encourage anyone to start exploring astrology is by, first of all, Getting a journal and tracking things like major events or significant moods or significant situations, even relationships that unfold in your life, and paying attention to where the moon is and mm-hmm. also where where major planets like Saturn or Pluto is a little bit heavy, so maybe where Saturn is at the time, where Mars is at the time, where the Sun is moving through, you know. I would encourage you to keep a journal and to track your patterns. So after a year of, of experience, you know, that you have accumulated, look back at the moon cycles and and how was there a pattern in terms of how you felt? When the moon was in a certain sign. Like every time, for example, you know, the cliched when the moon was in Scorpio, did you feel like <laughs> insane?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, or when, which isn't, once again, you know, this is such a generalized statement. When the moon is in Scorpio, for me, I never feel that way. When the moon is in Libra, I feel that way.
2: Oh, wow. Because Libra
0: is in my eighth house, it rules my eighth house. So, it's so subjective which is why it can be really useful to start tracking the patterns of how you feel and any big events that are unfolding for you so that you can start to understand not only your own astrology if you're looking to understand transits and how to move through certain transits that might you might be fearing but also it can help you to understand how to work with your patterns or tweak them so that you can still be in alignment with the energy but maybe manifest it in a more desirable way for you. So Mm. if that moon in Scorpio is making you feel all kinds of crazy, is there a different energy that you can manifest when the moon transits Scorpio? that might have more to do with, you know, diving into your vulnerabilities, maybe, you know, all the Scorpio um, themes. Is there something else that you can channel at that time that can be more useful than just the easiest path, which might be that level of intensity? Is there a different way that you can channel that intensity that can be more useful for you, you know, and, no shade to anybody with moons in Scorpio like my closest friends almost all my closest friends are Scorpios I know so many people with moons in Scorpios and I love love the intensity and the passion so I just want to put that out there but it does have a reputation because you know there's there is that pop culture astrology which does sometimes create a little bit of fear but I think it's definitely changing i've seen that landscape changing recently which is really nice to see
1: yeah it's really exciting
2: yeah.
1: um, i i think that is some of the best guidance ever i wasn't expecting you to go there with tracking and journaling and really witnessing yourself um because for me over the past few years astrology has kind of been this constant invitation to go within um To witness myself, to witness how I'm feeling, and it it's just that those invitations come in like those different flavors or those different shades, or um they're just manifested in different ways, but they're always invitations to go within and to witness myself and to be with myself um so yeah i I really really like that guidance. Thank you for sharing that
0: yeah, of course, I mean that's kind of how. I started understanding more about astrology from my own perspective because it is, once again, it's, yes, it is a neutral art form, I would say, or, you know, whatever anybody wants to call it, it's neutral, but at the same time, it is a subjective experience. So one person might experience a particular transit very differently to somebody else. So to unpack and look back at how you are experiencing that transit
2: mm.
0: is how you can start to really understand your journey and where you want to take your journey, which is the, the beauty of of astrology. It's yeah. is that you are ultimately in control. You know, once you understand your patterns, you you know where you can take them and how you can shift them or tweak them to whatever you desire
1: that's incredible what about when someone's first looking at their own chart um like I remember the first few times looking at mine and just thinking what what am I looking at this this is this looks insane um how do we knowing that it really is a step-by-step journey, sometimes I look at my chart randomly, I pull it up and I go, hmm, I haven't I haven't noticed this thing over here before, but it's kind of calling my name now. And I feel like that's that will almost be a, a constant journey of pulling pulling off layers and going in deeper and different directions. And I mean, that's the human experience, right? We're always meeting different parts of ourselves in more depth, but getting started and not getting overwhelmed looking at this new literally new language looking a bit crazy on a chart where do we begin
0: yeah I I can definitely um understand that (laughs) even though I can look at a chart and unpack it pretty quickly now Mm. I recently explored human design which I don't know if you've looked at that but that looks so confusing
1: i know right um
0: and i want and and i look at it and i think this is what an astrological chart must look like to someone who doesn't know like i'm looking at this thing it looks like a body it's got lines out of it, circles all kinds (laughs) of numbers like what does this mean (laughs) um so you know if if somebody was looking at a their own chart for the first time the first things that I think would be helpful for them to unpack and and explore deeper would be obviously the big three, you know, Mm -hmm. the sun sign, the moon sign, and the ascendant or the rising sign. And even though that's such a, um, you know, general, very general understanding of your chart, those three really do lay the foundation Mm -hmm. for your soul. there are many other things that are holding up that foundation, like your nodes, you know, Saturn placements, the personal planets, but those three are really setting the foundation. So I would encourage you to dive into those deeper, you know, further than the memes and really understand what and how you can feed yourself Energy when you're feeling down, when you're feeling low, when you're feeling a little deflated. That's your sun. Where is it placed? And where if it's placed is how you might feel recharged at times. You know, if it's in the 12th house, you might feel recharged spending time on your own. Meditation, self-reflection might recharge your, your fire, it might refuel your fire and, and give you more energy to show up in the world. Where is your what sign is your ascendant in? You know, and that kind of creates the the frame, maybe not the framework, it it sets the stage for which areas of life are being activated at any point in time. So once you know your ascendant, you can start to really understand what's being activated for you at any given point in time based on the transits. So that's a really key. Um, feature to or sign, key <laughs> sign to to learn about, to get curious about, and and then it kind of helps you unfold how you can best show up in different parts of your life based on which signs are ruling the other houses in your chart, and then your moon sign can give you a really good indication about how to feel at ease in your body. In your emotional body what gives you that feeling of safety and comfort what do you need to feel at ease and, and how can others give you that feeling of comfort as well how can you express that to others you know if you're in a relationship and there's just some, there's friction and, and your partner doesn't know how to meet your needs they don't know how to make you feel safe and comforted this can give you an indication to communicate you know if you're Moon is in Virgo, for example, you might say, Hey, you know, acts of service really help me feel like you understand me at an emotional level. You know what makes me feel safe and makes me feel okay and comforted. And that's something you can communicate, or at the very least, you know that you need to practice that in yourself to to feel at ease in your emotional body. So those I think are important points to uncover and unpack um, if you're first looking at your chart. And you can you can do that online. There's, there's yeah. lots of um, free resources that you can jump onto online to really dive into the, the basics and the, the fundamentals. Um, but then if you do want to dive in deeper and understand the nuances of planets and points, then that's when I would suggest, you know, an astrologer. Could really help you unpack that.
1: Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Um I love the the foundation that you bring to astrology. I think um I I think this is the same this kind of spans across all of life these days, but there's such a habit of rushing past the why or rushing past the yeah, just the really foundational most basics of what then holds all these complexities that we search for because um, I haven't heard the sun, moon and rising explained in, in, in the way that you have but I think there's a part of so many of us that go, yeah, these are my big three and I, and I, I, I just know these things because that's what I'm kind of told to know if that makes sense. Uh, I think we skip past the why and how this can be deep, deeply helpful and supportive. I did want to ask you, uh, what is there something that's mostly or just kind of exciting you a lot about astrology at the moment? Is there a planet that's calling a name or a transit that just gets you really giddy and excited?
0: Giddy and excited. <laughs> well, there is one that I have, and for everything that I've been saying, I'm going to sound like a huge hypocrite, but there is <laughs> There is one that I've actually been fearing for a while, and I'm trying to learn more about it so that I can, once again, the Aquarius is kicking in, rationalize it and move through it with knowledge and wisdom. And that is Mm. Pluto. And it's because Pluto is currently, well, yeah, I guess currently it's transiting my personal planets. It's going to be entering Aquarius in my 12th house, it's going to be moving over my sun making a square to my Pluto, square to my Mars, like it's doing all kinds of things. (laughs) It's going to be up to no good or maybe it's going to be up to good. I don't know. So I'm just, I guess that's one planet that I am really engaged and excited to explore at the moment for my own personal Mm -hmm. reasons. Um, And I have a story, another story of synchronicity yeah. That and share with you. So, this has been something that's been on my mind for a while. I'm like, oh my gosh, Pluto is going into Aquarius. I'm going to die. And <laughs> <laughs> it's the silliest thing. It's the silliest thing. And it totally goes against everything that I preach. But I'm human, right? Yeah. And, and so, we have these feelings and we show up in our strength for other people. But at the end of the day, we, we are human and we have these feelings and these concerns that we also have to navigate even as energy healers even as you know astrologers we still have these feelings so and the way i guess that we work through them is through the wisdom and the knowledge that we acquire through whatever practice we're engaged in so i've been thinking about this i've been talking about this for ages and today i went on a walk with my dog and there's a little free library that I walk past every day. And they just have a bunch of books that people from the neighborhood put in there. And I always check it. I love picking up a book and you know, putting stuff back there. I, just, I love that little piece in the community. It's my favorite thing. And today I walked past it and there was a book in there called, uh, what is it called? Pluto, The Evolutionary Journey of the Soul by Jeff Green.
1: You know, I, I actually only discovered him very recently. Um, and I, I didn't get this book. I got one of his other books because I'm impatient and I wanted the Kindle version, and this wasn't on Kindle. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just discovered him and basically evolutionary astrology very recently.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: I guess, this is my opening up into evolutionary astrology. But, um, I started reading it already. I just got yeah. it today and I was like, must
2: know right now. <laughs> um,
0: but it was such a synchronicity because never, ever have I seen an astrology book in any of the free libraries anywhere. And for it to be so specific felt like a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no other way to describe it. It felt like a gift. So anyway, Pluto is one that I am excited to learn about. Um and I guess I, I don't think that I would go down the path of evolutionary astrology necessarily. I like keeping my mm-hmm. view open mm-hmm. to all of them. Like I'm I I love this idea of relationship astrology. I'm also intrigued by medical astrology and the body. Um but this is just very selfish the Pluto thing is very selfish (laughs) no no
1: it's perfect and I kind of love the realness that you bring reflecting that um sometimes there is that fear still present in self even if we even when we show up at the same time with the message that astrology is can be a supportive thing um <laughs> you were talking about Saturn returns earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, it's so my Saturn's in Pisces. And so I think, I don't know when it transits into, into Pisces, but it's going to come up in the next few years. And I have fear around that, even though there's also this more secure innate part of me that doesn't hold fear. There's these outside layers that's like, shit, is everything going to fall
0: apart? <laughs> yeah, of course. This- It's so normal and it's so okay, right? And that fear could also be driven by some other planet that is activating something in you at this time. So I think that another thing that carries me personally through challenging periods or challenging
2: experiences
0: is knowing that, and I guess this is the comfort that astrology provides, you know, not everybody might connect it in this way, but just knowing that it's a transit and it will pass. You know yeah. that that phrase, like, it shall pass? Yeah. I, I kind of connected to the planets as, as a way to comfort myself. Like, it's just a transit. It will move along. This is just a feeling. Like, I don't need to make any rash decisions or do anything crazy because of how I feel right now because this feeling is not... My soul, it's not who I truly am, it's this external thing that, Mm. or it's this situation, or it's this person, and it's my feeling towards that. Yeah, but that feeling is not me. Yeah, and detaching from that a little bit is also part of why I really appreciate astrology because it helps me understand that bigger picture of what and how my life is evolving or how it's guiding me to evolve in some way or move towards a certain path or not, you know. And it's kind of detaching a little bit from the outcome but also detaching from that feeling, even though it's hard. It's so, so hard sometimes to detach but that's where that comfort comes from in astrology and knowing that this is a transit and it yeah. will pass.
1: Yeah. I love to see um, a lot of transits as an experience to explore all that it means to be human. Because when I, when I see astrology coming together, it kind of reflects all the different avenues or pathways or shades or almost like flavours of what it means to be a human. And so, like, there are certain trends that could be happening and I'm like, oh, so this is this is this part of the human experience um, and I think that does. It, it almost simultaneously allows me to be fully present and slightly detached from it,
2: um, not detached in, in a way that is like... Um, Ignoring,
1: which I don't think that's the true sense of the word detached. I just um, I know that's that there are some association associations with bringing this together. Um, it allows me to just surrender to it and witness it, and also not completely like take it on as my own. It's just a a part of this grand, giant, so multifaceted human experience. Which that's what astrology has largely been for me.
0: Yeah, I love, I love, love that you said that because I think, yeah, detaching can be taken in a few ways. And I love that you said, you know, astrology is also about witnessing the human experience. And it just makes me think of how, you know, astrology is this framework that in a way describes this three-dimensional experience that we are having here in this lifetime. You know, Mm. we don't know what exists beyond this or Mm. before this and we can speculate and create these stories around it, but in this three-dimensional lifetime and journey that we're on, this astrology for me, I guess, is creating that framework for how to navigate that. And and it's like you said, I, I, I like that you dissected the word um, detachment because it's not
2: completely about coming out of your body and not mm-hmm. feeling I guess it's for me about
0: witnessing the situation, experiencing and feeling it, but knowing that you don't have to let it wash over you and completely drown you. Mm. You are in the driver's seat. You can hook your head up out of the water and say, oh, this is just a feeling. get back in the water and feel it some more. Like you don't have to let it completely drown you. Because you can step back and look at that situation or that feeling from a a wider lens and ask the question of what is this really about? How did I get here? What is the pattern of my behavior or, or of my moods or of my experiences that may have led me to this point? Or, and how can I? change something or yeah. what is this particular situation or relationship trying to teach me? How is it trying to help me evolve in some way towards the highest expression of my Mercury or of my Venus or of my sun or, you know, whatever it is that you feel like you're connecting to at that time or, or not, you know, what is it just trying to teach me? Yeah. And I
1: think, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's pretty much done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think we, we really doubt how intuitive and in tune we are in those moments because when we do ask those questions um, and we're not grasping with the mind, for me anyway, the answers always come. Even if I overlook them, even if I doubt them, they're always there when I ask the question. And so I think that's really beautiful. It's it's almost being both the 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 experience and the witnesser of the experience at, at the same time. Uh and I love that. Cool. Well I realized that I forgot to ask you about this. Um we spoke about this a little bit on Slack, but I thought it would be cool to do a little giveaway. Okay. Um for a live reading. So we're still, Mustafa, not not we, Mustafa is kind of in the back end still putting together live readings for us. But when they are up, which I think will be soon, um, I thought it would be cool to do an astrology giveaway with you, a live reading with Nush. Cool. (laughs) So if anyone, anyone who is listening, if you enjoyed this, maybe if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and or share on Instagram or Facebook this episode or whatever episode that you've enjoyed, and we can announce that. Whenever we announce that, I'm not going to make any promises because I, I will just that I'll fail at them. So <laughs> yeah, um, thank you so much for being here. It's gotten a bit darker in your end, and I don't want to keep you up too late.
0: No, that's okay. I'm like completely lost in this conversation, like in a good way. So yeah. I could keep talking for hours. So it's not a problem, but it is getting dark, I guess.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much for this conversation. I've loved it. And I think more than anything, I, I just wanted to um, have a space for people to get to witness the human behind the, Astrology guidance that they receive through Girl on Her Moon. So, thank you for just showing up as you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. This is such a beautiful conversation. And I feel like I said, I was completely lost in it. I completely lost track of time. So, thank you for having me on and, and giving me that space as well. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you and everything that um, Girl on Her Moon provides.